its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is nobody, I guess. <laughs> I'm waiting for Maureen to call in, but uh, anyway, she's doing much better. I mean, she had the big operation, of course, and uh, so she's recovering that, and so she's on drugs, so you know what that's like. But anyways, uh, we have a great show tonight. Uh, we have a couple of guests. And uh, they've done a DVD, which is really, really cool. I, I saw it the, uh, up in uh, contact. But anyways, uh, I also lost my computer, which is even worse. Tell me evil does not exist. Uh, I lost my computer and all my data, so I am about ready to slip my wrist. And as you guys know, we have a book coming out in September. And, of course, we are approaching the deadline, so that's really swell. So anyways, now that I've drowned all my sorries, I, I think we're going to bring our guest on the show right now while we wait for uh, Maureen to come on. Dan, Tim, you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Uh, looks like we lost uh, Dan. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we lost. Maureen, you there? I'm here. Yoo-hoo! Okay, so uh, Tim, while we try to regain Dan, uh, why don't you uh, uh, introduce yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is Tim Quarter. I'm the Senior Investigator and Case Manager for Paranormal Research Society in New England. I've been an investigator for going on almost 15 years now, and uh, I work for John Zaffis over there on, the, on that group there. Um, Zaffis? I've heard the name Zaffis before. I can't recall. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a demonologist. Uh, ah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he goes all over the country, lectures and and all that stuff. And I believe Dan just joined us now, too. Dan, you're there. Hey, Ron, how are you? Good, good. Okay, Tim's on. He's, he's, he's uh, actually introduced himself. We'll let him complete uh, his introduction, and we'll have you uh, do it as well. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, I've been investigating for quite a while, and um, and uh, I've been all over the place, uh, most of New England, and you know, I've worked on a lot of cases, hundreds by now, and, uh, you know, had a lot of fun here, and uh, we just did this uh, film that you saw at the Houghton there, and uh, we enjoyed doing that. Investigated that place a few times. It was a great place. Yeah, be- before we go, the, the name of sure. your uh, website? Uh, PRSNE.com. Okay. Yep. And we'll let D- Dan jump in now and sure. uh, introduce hey himself. Yes, um, I'm Dan Leroy and, uh, from uh, Presney as well. And, um, Is that also- like Elvis Presney? <laughs> yeah, for Pre- yeah, Pres- Presley. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, 
I produced the uh, Shadows of the Dark film with Tim, and uh, that you saw Ron at the uh, Houghton. Yo, the Houghton Mansion. The Houghton, Houghton. I, I always get the name wrong. No, 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 no. You get it right. I get it wrong. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, we, um, you know, like Tim was saying, we, uh, do investigations all over the place, um, you know, mostly Connecticut and Massachusetts, um, but, uh, you know, we go, you know, just about anywhere, you know. And also with me, uh, I don't know if you guys heard it, but she's awful quiet tonight, is my, uh, co-host, uh, Maureen, you there? Oh, I'm here. It's very rare that I'm quiet, I know, but I was just listening to the guys and getting a little information on them, that's all. <laughs> Tonight is really a great night because, uh, you know, normally I sit right next to her and, you know, I always go home with bruised ribs. So, I mean, I'm really <laughs> happy tonight that I'm in a, another uh, house. So that's pretty good for me. Oh, he chose to be separate. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting a night off, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, uh, you guys did produce a DVD, um, yeah, which was shown at the Hoot Mansion on November 1st. And uh, I, you know, I hung around for it because I was really excited to see it. And, you know, it held up to its uh, bill, uh, billing. It was very, very interesting. Uh, you guys did a great job in it. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, basically, what is this going to be a series of DVDs or...? or well, I, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we kind of left it up in the air. You know, we'll see how this one goes, and, and, and um, if we get a good response, you know, we're definitely, uh, we'll continue the series of that, but, you know, we, uh, we plan on doing a, a whole, uh, you know, series of different, you know, type of uh, paranormal videos and, and things like that, so there'll be more to come. Oh, cool. Now, is that available anywhere? Yes, it's actually, um, it's now available on uh, shadowsofthedark.com, and, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which actually was um, John Zaps' uh, book site, which is also, it still is his book site, but now you can also buy the uh, the video on there as well. Oh, very cool. Well, let me ask you guys. I know, um, I just was kind of curious, because I think Ron and I spoke with John um, back at Gettysburg, God, over a year ago, right? Two years ago now? Well, yeah, at uh, Ghost World. At Ghost World. Um, and he was mentioning then that he was, working with his team, and that he was actually taking um, all the different artifacts um, that he had from his house, and he was moving them into some sort of museum. Did he ever do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's the barn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a shape of a barn. He had it built. Uh, it's a huge addition to his house. Uh, it's, it's completed now, and uh, the museum's actually open. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It came out great. Yeah, it's massive. It's really cool. Yeah. And he has a lot of pictures of it, actually, on his uh, MySpace page um, okay. of the barn. Right. Oh, neat. All right, good. I'll have to take a look. Oh, right. Definitely. Yeah, it's a great place. Okay. Now, how did you guys ever hitch up with him? I mean, you, we all know that uh, he's the uh, nephew of the Warrens. Yep. And, yep. I mean, how how did you guys, I mean, did he form a group and, and that's how you guys hooked or, or what happened? Go ahead, Dan. Okay. <laughs> Well, I actually, um, I had seen, um, John, I went to one of his lectures um, quite a while back. And, awesome um, lecturer, by the way. What's that? He's an awesome lecturer. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, he really is, yeah. And it was actually, um, the, the lecture I saw was uh, mostly about his museum. And um, after the meeting, I had, uh, I went up to him and I, I was talking to him for a few minutes and I mentioned, you know, I was really interested in, in investigating the paranormal and um, you know, I had some background in, in television production, so I was trying to offer some, 
you know, assistance with any, you know, his investigations doing DVR setups and cameras and whatnot. Um, so he invited me to one of his meetings, and, uh, and it's been uh, history ever since. Oh, wow. And what about you, uh, Tim? I met him through somebody. Uh, I, had, I was the uh, director of my own group for a long time. And then uh, I wanted to get out of there because uh, the group was kind of, uh, it was just a mess. And, so, and it was starting hey, to break down. So that's, like, that's, that's a lot for you, right? I was director of my own group, and I wanted to get out of there because it was real yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, uh, everyone was, uh, it was just uh, people, we had brought some new people in, and the new, new people weren't working out too good. Yeah. And uh, the other two guys had already jumped ship, so <laughs> I decided to, uh, you know, to go a different direction. And then I met John through somebody. And then uh, became friends with him, and then uh, that's how I met John and started working with him. And you know, it's been great. Well, I mean, when you, when when you met him, he had a, a fairly uh, uh, well-known name at that time, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, he's so, been I mean, around for a so long was, time. I mean, were you guys like really excited to work with him? Or I mean, were oh, you, definitely. Like, were you like subconscious? I mean, even about yeah. it, you know, you know, would be good enough and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, subconscious, you mean? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> subconscious is in the back of your mind. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> well, I know personally for me, I was I was pretty nervous, you know, because uh, I I'd never really uh, worked with any other investigative team before, and um, you know, it was quite an honor to be able to work with him directly. You know, um, pretty famous person to all of a sudden you know jump into a field and and be able to work with someone that's you know one of the best in the field. You know, so it's a pretty big honor. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You guys have, um, you, you go out, you not you do investigations as a team, correct? Yep. Um, well, and I, and I assume that a lot of the ones that you guys get, because I know a lot of times when, when the NEGP, our group, gets called, you know, it's because people want verification. They, you know, they don't want anything crazy. Um, and not necessarily is it always something that's on a positive light, Correct. Right. Correct. Um, yeah. So you guys, I assume, where John's a demonologist, you know, that's going to be pretty scary at times to be called into some places, and you know, you're even in worse shape sometimes. I hate to say that, than we are. Yeah, yeah, we do. Deal, we deal with a lot of negative stuff, that's for sure. Uh, mostly negative, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it can be pretty uh, freaky sometimes. You see some crazy things, you know. You get beat up pretty good sometimes, you know. I know I've gotten smacked around pretty good in the past, you know. <clears throat> But yeah, mostly all negative stuff. And uh, now, well, you say get smacked around. Can you give us an example? Oh yeah, I've been thrown on the ground before by stuff. I've had furniture bounced off me. Um, I've been clawed, bitten, all kinds of stuff over the years. Uh, hey, hey, I get that with Maureen. Hey, stop it! What's going on here tonight? <laughs> oh yeah, I've been through. A, I've had all kinds of crazy things happen over the years. Uh, you know, it's. It can be pretty freaky sometimes, that's for sure. <clears throat> all right, we, we we always ask this, and so so we're going to have to ask it again. I mean, what, I'm going to ask you individually, not as as things. So, uh, who, who wants to take the the first question? <laughs> uh, Dan, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> who is it, Dan? Yeah. yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> all right, Dan. Uh, we always this is you know everybody asks this. No matter, I mean, we do, do radio interviews ourselves, and they always ask it. What was the scariest thing that ever happened to you on an, on an investigation? So you know, you gotta say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, well, I would say for me, um, it was actually one of the one of the first couple cases that I did. Uh, we investigated a uh, mansion, and um, 
we were actually uh, communicating with a spirit. We're actually uh, um, people were hearing it. It was uh, moving objects in the room. Um, we were hearing footsteps all around us and whatnot. And um, at one point, um, I had turned around to look in the direction of where I was hearing some objects being moved, and uh, someone flashed one of their cameras, and um, I saw a you know full form um, you know black shape of a person standing there where I knew there was no one there. Oh, wow. And it's really, and it wasn't that I was scared about it so much as I was more just startled, you know? Right. And um, I, you know, took more pictures of my camera and, you know, there was nothing there. You know, two seconds later it was gone. So it just, uh, one of those things, it just, it really surprised me. <laughs> hmm. You know, so. All right. What about you, Tim? Uh, it's probably one of the times I got attacked. Um, I got knocked down. I felt like an NFL linebacker hit me from behind. Really? I got knocked. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, I got knocked down. Wait a minute. If I remember, you're a big big boy, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm pretty big. Yeah, and this thing took me right off my feet. Wow. And uh, yeah, I went down, and then this thing held me down, and uh, it was like clawing at me. It was pretty. It was, it was pretty bad. So I mean, you just can't leave us there. I mean, you you, you toss you on the ground, he's clawing at you. Yeah. What the hell happened? Uh, we prayed, and I uh, finally let go after a couple minutes, but uh. Yeah, it was obviously whatever it was didn't like me very much. Um, so, so this was an invisible entity, right? Right. Yep. It took hit you from behind. Yep. Knocked me you from on the behind. Ground. Yep. Took me down. And then it was like clawing at me. And there were there were other people there. Yeah, people from my other group. And then uh, we prayed and uh, we splashed some holy water. And it took a while for it to let go, but it let go finally. And that was definitely one of the scariest things that's happened to me since I've been doing this. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, that's happened to me quite a few times since, though. Right. You know, and when you deal with this demonic stuff, and you have all kinds of crazy things happen. You oh, know. Yeah. Now, now, Dan and Tim, um, you know, you may, one of you might decide to answer it instead of the other. I don't know. But sure. when you joined the group with John, yep. um, you know, a lot of times people join the group just because, you know, they're intrigued with the paranormal or they're interested in the paranormal, um, but not necessarily a full-blown believer. Right. Um, when you guys, you know, maybe I'll ask each one of you at your time, like, you know, Dan, when you joined yeah. the group with John, were you a believer or did you increasingly start believing after you're being thrown all over the place, you know? Well, <laughs> I, would, I would say I was a skeptic believer. Um, okay. I, I, was, I was open to the possibility, and I had had um, experienced paranormal activity but way before I had joined the group, so I, I, was, I had a good feeling that that really did happen, but I wanted to see it for myself. And I wanted to try and document it, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why I was really interested in joining the group, because I really wanted to try and get out there and try and get real documentation. And, uh, you know, because when you see evidence uh, other people show, you know, it's like you always you take it with a grain of salt because you never really know. You know, right. did they fake that? Did they not? You know, what's the story behind it? So, you know, Are when, you talking when, about my presentation? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a subject for another discussion, Ron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, so to, to go and, and experience things for myself and, and to be able to document it, I, it just, uh, you know, obviously turned my view 100% into a believer, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's really that's really interesting because I think a lot of it happens, too, is, is you know, you mentioned something in there that I picked up upon and saying. You know, you wanted verification, you know, you see other people's, you know, photos or images, and 
you look at it and go, oh, is that real or did they fake that? Right. And I mean, there are times where, you know, we've even gotten some, some unbelievable images, and then you look at it and you'd say, oh, my God, if someone else sees that, they're going to be saying, oh, my God, it's so good that it has to be fake. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and what about you, Tim? Well, I was already a believer before I met John. Um, I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, but, I, yeah, definitely, um, you know, we dealt with demonic cases in the past, but when I go with John, um, that's when I really knew that there was uh, truly evil things out there. That's when I really started believing the darker side of the stuff. Yeah. Because uh, before that, it was all previously in my other stuff I worked on was mostly all human spirit cases. But then um, we dealt with a couple of things that were probably demonic, but then when I started working with John... That's when I actually started to really believe that there was a, definitely a dark side. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah, that's when that's when all the things now like I, that I mean, happened. How, how long have you guys been uh, with John? Let's, put, let's start with that, because we always bring up his name, but I'm going yeah. to point to this. Go ahead. Yeah, I've, been John, I've been with John for a few years now. Um, I think yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while now. Yeah, okay. It's been a few okay. years. So basically, you guys are a well-oiled machine. I, I'm a, I assume, yeah, you go out with uh, John, but there are m many cases you do on your own. Right. Yep. And, yeah. and you're, you know, I mean, you guys are professional enough that you can handle them yourself. It's yeah. Just, you know, everybody, oh, you're John's group, but I mean, yeah. you guys, in your own right, are yeah. you know, well-known professionals. I think, anyways. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. We uh, we definitely do a lot on our own because um, John's on the road a lot, lecturing and traveling a lot so yeah mostly we actually work on our own um and uh yeah we work pretty good together we have a good team now let me ask you this do you guys ever fear i know that um you know i, I kind of use it as a reference point in, in comparison but we you know as, as far as i'm concerned there are some spirits or entities that you know yeah you talk about them demonic they may never have you know had a physical form right um before and we find that sometimes you're being dogged by these sometimes. You'll go to locations, and if you have something that's really nasty, they may turn up like they're there. Right. And it's almost as if they know you're going to be there. But, I mean, do you guys ever worry about taking, you know, these demonic presences home and oh, yeah. what do you do to protect yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely worry about that sometimes. i got two young kids here, and Dan's got a young son too. But, uh, yeah, we do a lot of protection. You know, we use our, you know, I'm a Catholic, so I use the Catholic form of protection, you know. Good man. I pray a lot before I go to a... Very good. Yeah, I always pray and, uh, you know, ask for protection from that, you know. And uh, luckily enough, I've never brought, all these years, I've never brought anything home yet, you know, knocking wood. <laughs> you, you know, that's the funny part about it. I mean, you've got so many shows out there now, like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not picking on any of them, trust me. I'm just saying that, you know, there are a lot of shows out there like The Ghost Hunters and Most Haunted and uh, what's that new one out there, The uh, the Ghost Adventures. But, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's there's tons of them out there. And a lot of people are just, like, so enthralling, but they don't really understand the inherent danger no. of doing this. No, no. I think no, it's all don't. a game. You know, it's fun. Oh, yeah, I go run around chasing ghosts. Yeah, that's the scary thing. And there's a lot of young kids, uh, young teenagers and early teenagers that are getting into it now and, I've been to some events. I've seen little kids in there, you know, with their parents going around, and I just—I don't think that's even a good idea, you know. Just, uh, just very dangerous. Yeah, you know, there's even one. I mean, there's a, um, there's like a psychic children's one. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I, yeah. I don't watch yeah. it, but coffee one. Chip's coffee one. Uh, Chip yeah. coffee. It's like a, and like a, I think uh, Chip's a great guy, but I have to tell you, I mean, just. The thought of it, yeah, I think you can maybe, um, you know, writing a book and trying to instruct kids and everything is great. 
But I, I almost wonder if they're not old enough to really grasp what's going on sometimes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's very dangerous. Well, they're getting exposed to a lot of things that they're not necessarily ready to deal with, you know? Right. And uh, it put, puts them right in the open. Right. Definitely. Right. Yeah, they don't know how to protect themselves yet. And, you know, especially the energy they give off, you know, things are attracted to that energy, too. So right. it's just uh, so dangerous. I don't understand why people would... Know, bring their kids out. Even to go to something as simple as walk around a cemetery or something like that, even that's, I think, very dangerous to do. Okay. So on that note, uh, what, what do you guys feel about psychics and, and mediums and so forth? I believe in them. I definitely do. We actually have a woman in our group who, I, who I'm pretty pretty uh, astounded by. She's pretty much usually dead on about everything that she does, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely, I've worked with some people in the past that I've laughed at and told to get out of the building, you know. But, uh, you know, this woman we have in our group is, is outstanding, and, you know, she's usually dead on with everything. So I definitely believe that people have that ability, you know. And, and what's cool about that is that we can go into a place and we know, you know, she's not aware of anything, and we can purposely keep stuff from her. Mm-hmm. And she comes up with all the information that we already have. It, it's just, it blows your mind, you know. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to mention something, now that I brought psychic stuff uh I was actually listening to a, a radio show this morning, uh, driving in the car, and they had a psychic on, and I started to listen to her. I mean, it was just one of these, you know, radio shows, like a rock station, they bring them on. Yeah, she was a medium. I take that back, not a psychic. But I, I started really listening close to her questions, and, and some of them started to bug me. I mean, she would say, like, uh, you, you know, oh, uh, I see a female uh, uh, person there, uh, she's a sister or like a sister to you, and then, and, and would, you know, but they would use that in different things. And then they would also say, like, you know, oh, yeah, she's the pretty one. She, you know, she considers the pretty one. You know, playing off of emotions rather than yeah. really yep. <laughs> anything specific. And, and then even, it's like the names. It's, I mean, I'm getting the name. He's showing me the name James or John. Is that mean, that's a, a first or a last name? Or is, I mean, you know, it's like... Wait a minute! What the hell? Is it their middle name? Why would they show you your middle name? I don't get that. You know, so I mean, that was kind of irritating. Now I work with Maureen, and Maureen's a, a, a very good medium. Uh, she's a trans medium, and I believe in her a hundred percent. But Maureen, what, what's your thoughts on that? On on what? The fact of just bouncing around with all the information? Yeah, like just bouncing crap up there. Oh, well, like, you know the what? Hell. The way I look at it is that. You know, you'll sit there, and I'll listen to people, you know, and I'm not trying to down anybody because it's not easy standing there trying to. I hate to say the word perform, but sometimes that's what it's like. Well, you know, you have people. You, huh? Unfortunately, everything we do is a performance. I mean, even right. Dan and Tim, what he does is, is under the scrutiny of other people's eyes. So basically right, we're performers the, in a way. But there's a difference. You guys have the, you know, you're using physical and visual tools that you're able to show where someone who's doing psychic work or mediumship work, only what you're feeling internally, and it's difficult to describe to somebody exactly what you're feeling if they're not picking it up, right? So, I mean, that's one thing. But, you know, I sit there and listen to people, and I, I know there's a lot of different, you know, mediums or psychics that will, they just ramble, they'll throw information, and the way I look at it sometimes is if you throw enough poop up against a wall, you're going to get something that sticks. <laughs> Now, that's from a, a psychic and a medium, so that's... that's <laughs> but, but it's true. I'm not... Yeah, it is. You know, you have to be... You've got to be realistic. You have to be honest. It's, I think you're facing yourself in the mirror. You know, I, I know personally that 
if I go into a site and I'm not picking up anything for whatever reason or if I'm not, I'm not going to make it up just because someone expects me to have information. Um, I think you're doing an injustice to everyone there and to yourself. Yeah. Okay, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live with uh, Ron Kolick and Maureen Wood and our special guests are Tim and Dan from Prism. Prism. Are you guys belong right, in Prism? Right? Out yeah, loud. Maybe we should, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just our acronym. <laughs> you know, I can barely remember my own name at times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> hey, I actually have, now I have a question for you guys regarding evidence. This is sure. A, uh, um, I had a Christmas party. I, I uh, used to work at Macy's, so I hang out with all these girls. So I had a Christmas party Monday night, me and uh, 18 girls. So that was, you know, awful, but I had to do it. Uh, but, you know, oh, everybody, yeah. everybody was taking pictures with cell phones, right? And, and now this haunt, the restaurant we're in is, is an extremely haunted restaurant. And when they, they took a picture with a cell phone, and the whole image was like something had just passed in front of it. Uh, any thoughts on that? Is that just coincidence, or could that be a spirit they were picking up? I know you guys can't see it, but I'm just kind of describing it. And they did that with their cell phone? With the cell phone. Cell phone camera, you know how the cell phone cameras, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm very skeptical of those things, only because it's, it's, usually the quality is so incredibly low. Yeah. That the, um, the pixels, it, you know, you can see all the pixels in the uh, image most of the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of times it's so it's very small too, so it's hard to really inspect it very well and, and really mm-hmm. be able to determine what it is. Okay. And um, well, that was Dan, right? Yeah, that was Dan. Tim, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I've heard some people have actually gotten some decent pictures on uh, cell phone cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Dan was saying, I kind of you know go with his way to uh, you know they're just uh, not powerful enough, I think, to get anything too great on them. You know. Right. But, I mean, it's a possibility. I'd say you might be able to get something with one. But. Some of the new phones now, I mean, they're like, you know, two-megapixel cameras, so it's, they're pretty decent, you know. Right. But, uh, you know, most of the ones that, um, you know, you and I can afford are uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of crappy. <laughs> oh, you know what, guys? Let me ask you something. Have you um, ever experienced – Ron and I were talking uh, today. We were actually doing some writing um, earlier today. We're actually writing down some information, some experiences we've had, and one of them was um, one individual was at his house, and, you know, he was having his house ransacked. I mean, things were broken and mirrors and glass, and everything was shattered in his house. Um, And then he kept getting phone calls on his cell, and we stood there when the phone was started ringing, and everything was zeros. There was no numbers at all. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't say for I sure. I just haven't seen that before. We actually did a case not that long ago, um, about a year or two ago, uh, that something like that, very similar, was happening to these people. Um, the, whatever was haunting these people was actually calling them, and uh, yeah. it was coming right. through and is actually leaving these, these weird messages that would scream, and, uh, and no number. And it was weird because, like, no number would come up or their own, or one of their numbers would come up on it, like someone else's cell phone. Or it was really weird. Is that weird? I mean, I mean, this this individual actually, um, you know, I probably shouldn't say it on air. No, you but shouldn't. No? No. Okay. Buy the book. <laughs> okay, I won't get into it. But it was it was a very bad situation. It was um, it was a bad situation, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're coming up on the break, but uh, once again, we're talking to Dan and Tim from. Uh, 
the president. Yep. Paranormal Research Society in New England. Yep. Okay, and uh, you, you're hanging on, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll be right back after the break with uh, Dan and Tim. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinoteca, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits, a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigo Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's best coffee. Hi, this is Elizabeth Foley of Divine Healing, and join me for the Phoenix Hour. Tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on TojiNet every Wednesday from 4 to 5, beginning January 9th. Listen live to the most outstanding names in metaphysics as well as some new emerging personalities in the spiritual community. Each Wednesday on TojiNet.com, there will be straight talk exploring various metaphysical theories, beliefs, healing modalities, and tools for personal and spiritual transformation. Join me as we explore not only angels, but everything else under the stars. Be the phoenix, forever changing and transforming, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., and see you then. We're back. Hey, right on cue. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yo, listen to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojanet with Ron Kolick and Maureen Wood and our special guests, uh, Tim and Dan from... Paranormal Research Society. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the longest mouthful of a name, that's for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, anyway, um, uh, what the hell was I talking about now? Oh, hey, did you guys? I, I meant that you hear. Uh, I lost my computer. Uh, I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show. Yeah, I did hear I that. Like that. And so, like, I was, you know, the, the show was coming on. I said, "Oh man, I, I got no email. I don't know if these guys going to be on or not." I thought I was going to have to talk. And then Maureen was there. Uh, yeah, but you guys saved my ass, so I'm really happy anyway. So. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you lost so, everything, huh? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'll probably have some uh, data recovery done on it. Uh, hopefully, uh, oh, but, it's, but anyways, you know it, that's a, a thing. Uh, you guys working with the paranormal, uh, you find that happening a lot. I mean, not only computers, but uh, cell phones draining, cameras, and all that crap. But also equipment failure as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say that, you know, a lot of times, I, I, I for one, I mean, my, my batteries in my digital camera usually only last, uh, you know, half hour to an hour. You know, um, anytime we run into, uh, you know, paranormal, paranormal activity. Same thing with um, some of the camcorders. You know, we've, we've had uh, some of the guys, um, you know, have batteries on there that are about a foot long. And, 
<laughs> can normally last, you know, like six hours, but then, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, they're down to like 15 minutes, so. Right. Now, I'm surprised Maureen didn't pipe in. She usually does. Uh, did you guys bless that, uh, those cameras? No, we haven't, actually. I don't you, you should actually try that because it, it does work. Uh, I remember the first time I ever did anything, uh, I used, uh, we did a, a TV show, and uh, we went to the cemetery to uh, shoot some bee footage, and uh, we had all fully charged barrels, and we got like 15 minutes out of the whole pile of them. There was like six of them. But uh-huh. after that, I blessed them, and uh, we had no problems. We, we've done that, uh, you know, several times. Uh, uh, yeah, I figured you'd bring it up anyway, Ron, but... Um there's many times we've done that, and it's almost as if it's, it's verification every time we do it in a test because, you know, we'll, you know, we'll go through the investigation. If it starts getting really heavy, you know, we'll um, use the holy water. We already have blessed with the equipment. But some, some individuals that come, especially, you know, we'll do the Ghost 101. We'll have people come, and they'll join us, and we give them the option of, you know, using the holy water or, or a sage spray and whatever, whatever. And those who don't use it seem to have trouble with the camera. They'll then go and bless the cameras or bless the equipment, and then they're functional again. Hmm. That's incredible. Now, I've never actually heard of that before. Oh, yeah? Really? You know, yeah. we, well, we, when I first got into the parallel, I mean, I was really, really a huge skeptic when I got into it. And, and I actually hitched up with a Franciscan monk, and he's the one who taught me a, a lot about, uh, especially photograph infrared photography and uh, protecting equipment and stuff. I mean, his camera was... I mean, he used to have that, like, rosy bees wrapped around, and he had the shroud of Torrent face on him. Oh, no, he, I mean, the guy, the guy was good. I mean, <laughs> he was protected. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing to do. Is to, and you know what? She mentioned ghost hunting seminars. Now, you guys teach ghost classes, though. And, I, and I'm, there's a ring, and I'm bring, reason I'm bringing this up. Well, actually, John does. Um, on the website, you'll see there's, uh, he does have a, uh, 101, 101 and 102 ghost classes. Yeah, okay. Which um, usually he does, but he, because of his lecture tour, he had them, uh, you know, temporarily offline, but right. um, he might be doing those again soon. Oh, yeah. that's good. Now, you know, people want to say that. Well, you know, you just said just a little while ago about all the shows and how, you know, nobody's not taking it serious. Why are you teaching people to go ghost hunt? Because we do that because we want people to understand that there are dangers out there, and part right. of our classes is we teach protection. Right. Uh, that, right. That is, that is definitely part of it. It's in our manual, and it's, it's everything else. So it's an important factor in ghost hunting. I mean, if you're going to go do it, and, and they are going to go do it, I mean, you're not going to stop them. Right. Then at least you can do is send them in the right direction. That's definitely. the way I feel about it anyways. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. People need to be educated on that stuff, you know. So where are you guys, where are you guys based out of, uh, Rhode Island? No, we're based out of Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. That's yep. the same, same to me. Connecticut, Rhode Island, those little states on the bottom there. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what part of Connecticut? Well, we're based out of like John's area. It's uh, Stratford. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's way out there. Right. Um, I actually live in Massachusetts, though. Oh, you do? Yep. Yeah, I live by, out by Springfield, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're not that far away from Connecticut, though. No, no, not, not, not at all. The, re- the reason that I... I say that is that we like to uh, try to go out with different groups and, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, see how they do things and, and share what we do with them. I, I don't know if you guys are interested in that at all. Yeah. I yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't see why not at all. That'd be fun. You know, yeah. more the merrier, you know. Yeah, we actually, I, I coined this phrase called the, the paranormal posse. And what it is, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, 
It fits. It's basically what you do is you go on an investigation or something with uh, people from different groups. You know, you like in the old days, you would get, you know, bring people in, like the barber, the things, and then they'd go out with formal posse to go after somebody or do something. So that's yeah. kind of for us. Uh, we, you know, we've worked with, uh, you know, Tom D'Agostino at all? I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, Tom D'Agostino yeah. and uh, uh, Chris Bozano from Mass Barrel Normal Crossroads and... Uh, a few other groups that we've gone out with, uh, uh, Josh from uh, Berkshire Paranormal, of course, you guys know them. Oh, yeah. Great That's guys a phenomenal place. Isn't that? Now, what, what did you find at the uh, Hooten Mansion? How can I even let that go by without mentioning it? Evidence-wise, you mean? Or yeah, yeah. Experience-wise? Um, Experience-wise, evidence-wise. I mean, you know, you, you guys are trying to separate it, but uh, it's all part of the general experience, the evidence yeah. and your personal experience. It's, to me, it's all intertwined. So, yeah, either or, it's fine. I've been here a couple of times. Um, this past time, I didn't have enough time, really, unfortunately, to um, to experience too much there. I, you know, unfortunately. Right. But the first time I was out there, uh, we had some cool stuff happen. Me and Dan uh, yeah. got to spend some time um, walking through the place for a few hours, and then we had some cool experiences. Uh, a lot of footsteps, and we heard some strange things, and saw mm-hmm. a couple of forms and stuff like that. Uh, that's, a, that's a great place too, though. I love that place. Yeah, the oh, first time we were there too, it was it was it was less busy, so yeah. we had more time to concentrate on you know sit quiet and listen, you know. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the unfortunate thing. Like uh, the event that they did in November is, is you have so many people there that yeah, that's a downside. You know, you might as well forget your EVPs. You yeah. No it's like, well, you know, it's more of just kind of like shooting around in the darkness, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a creepy place in the dark, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, we. We spent some time in the uh, basement here. I remember we did a vigil one night in the basement, and we uh, actually saw all these lights that were like spinning around and everything else. And then we we went after them and chased them, uh, and we got this cold spot that we could measure and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a great place. But my probably my greatest experience was there was up on the roof. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we went up on the roof there. Uh, the first time we first investigation, uh, we were the first group to investigate the, the uh, mansion. Oh, wow. And um, we were up on the roof, and we were just sitting there and, you know, looking out over the, the city, and it was all spires from the church, and the fog was rolling down. It was late, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning or some ridiculous hour. And uh, there was rain on the roof and everything else. But anyways, we decided to go back down, so we started walking to the, to the door, and as we were walking, we heard this uh, footsteps behind us and sloshing through the water. And it, just as I turned, I had an EMF meter in my hand, and it went off, right? And then it was like this cold chill just shot through us, you know? Oh, but wow. there, was, there was nothing there. It was really cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's an awesome place. I love yeah. that place. Those guys are great up, too. The Berkshire Paranormal guys are great guys. Oh, they are. They absolutely are. Yeah, they're wonderful they, people. In fact, that's how they formed is, uh, from that first night with us. Uh, we, the story was that Sherry Rivera's was an author from New York, and they were, she was writing a book on the Hooten Mansion. It's haunted. And then uh, Josh's father, Nick, gave us a call said, can you come down to investigate it? Because we really don't want to put it in there unless it's really haunted. So right. we went down, and that was the first time we met him. And then after that, they actually paralleled uh, uh, the group after us, which was uh, cool. the group after us. Yeah, so, it was, yeah, so we've had a great relationship. We've done uh, four conferences with them out there and everything. So anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Or join us live in the Toji chat room. So what lies ahead for you guys? What's that? What lies ahead for you guys? 
Go ahead, Dan. No, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't even understand you, Ron. I'm sorry. What's coming up? What's coming up for you guys? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> My phone I'll kind speak of in English next time. <laughs> well, well, um, right now we got uh, we're, we're kind of like in between. We just finished uh, Shadows of the Dark, and and that's up and up and available now. And uh, we're starting to throw some ideas around for the next one. And um, I think uh, next time around we'll probably have some more actual physical uh, ghost hunting in in the uh, video. Um, but you know who knows? I mean, we have a lot of uh, different places that we could uh, investigate and stuff. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting, you know. Right. Uh, the planning stage is just that. I think that takes longer than anything because it's just uh, you know you want to make sure you get everything in there that that you know needs to be in there and you know uh, plan it all out and, and just get it you know get it situated you know. Right. But with Shadows of the Dark, we didn't really do that because we had. Um, you know, we had investigated the Vernon Hotel uh, a couple times, and, uh, you know, after doing that, maybe it was even like a year and a half after our last investigation there, you know, we're like, you know, geez, we have so much evidence, um, you know, that we got from this place. Let's Maybe we should do a video just documenting all the things that we found. That's a great idea. You know, so, and, and you know, in the video, there's a lot of reenactments because we hadn't, you know, it wasn't intended on being used in a in a right. documentary type thing. Right. Um, so I think this time around we're we're actually going to you know investigate and have you know cameras rolling so we can actually see the experiences when they happen. <laughs> don't you find that amazing though that that you do have so many experiences that you just don't have any evidence of? You can't catch they're not captured anywhere, but you know they happen. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. It's frustrating too, you know, because you go back and you watch and you're like, where is it? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know what's really interesting is we did this investigation of uh, the uh, an old uh, Methuen club in uh, Methuen, Mass, and we were in the basement and we had. Uh, the uh, base camp had an infrared camera with us, and they were they were saying we we see something to the left, to the left, to the left, and so we we kept looking and looking, and uh, all of a sudden uh, we said it's right there, and we looked and we saw the silhouette of a like a black shadow with a a man with his hands on the hip and like a farmer's hat. Oh, wow. and, but but when we took pictures, all we got was like this black cloud moving through. Hmm. So, so weird. We, we have the eyes seeing one thing and the camera seeing another. Isn't that amazing? I know that happens a lot. It's weird because you know you've seen something like Dan was just saying. You know you thought you, you know you've seen something you thought you experienced something. You watch the footage, it's not there. It really it's kind of heartbreaking sometimes. But and the same thing oh, with the video yeah. camera too, because video camera never interprets it the same way either. Exactly. Exactly. You know, now, do you, you guys find the problem with your autofocusing on your on your video cameras? Sometimes I notice on uh, my our handheld cameras it does it it gets out of whack. Right. Yeah. Um. But our um, DVR cameras are all fixed focus, so we never have to worry about that. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand, and even, the you know, some of the people that we um, we help out investigating their house, they don't really grasp um, how much time is involved, um, right. you know, after the investigation, sitting down and watching all the footage and listening to all the audio. Um, you know, they think that, uh, you know, we're taps and we're going to, you know, go to a hotel and watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they don't realize, you know, it's like, yeah, we have families and jobs and, you, yeah. know, you know, we're not going to come back, you know, in two days and tell you what we found. It doesn't work like that. No, unfortunately. I mean, so, that's, that's you know, it's great. a downside. I mean, if we could uh, do that for a living, certainly, you know, I'd be all over it. <laughs> you know? 
One of the things we're starting to experiment is uh, with uh, putting the evidence up on a uh, protected site so that it's easily reviewed from if you get yourself, uh, for instance, we, we've established a research arm that we spend time not only researching properties and everything, but also going through evidence. So uh, we're in a process of uploading that stuff onto a website so that after an investigation, we give them the passwords, they can go in and all look at it and all write, you know, do the reports on it. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, there are a lot of sites out there that you can get a lot of space for fairly cheap, so I think that's the, you know, we're really excited about it. Yeah, I'd actually like, I'd be interested to hear, uh, you know, maybe offline how you guys did that, because uh, I'd like to set something up like that. We're still in the process. Our tech team is still looking for the proper sites and everything. Uh, we we play with a few things, but uh, we haven't got it totally up and running yet. Yeah. Okay, but uh, it it is going to happen. Uh, it's just working out particularly on it. Right. Well, it's definitely, it's a great idea, and sometimes uh, it's hard to get back to a person's house. Right to uh, you know to go over stuff, so I think that's a great that's a great idea. Right now, the, the other question I was going to ask: How do you guys conduct an investigation? I mean, you know, kind of walk us through a little bit because every every team does it a little different. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, we'll uh, usually get all the information from John because we'll contact him first. Okay, and then John will pass the information on to us. Then I'll call the people. So you, we'll so you guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you guys are like John's lackey. Hey, <laughs> okay, don't go start in trouble, Ron. All this stuff goes to him first, you know. Yep. And uh, he, he'll filter through because he gets so much, you know. And then, like, the real, usually the real bad stuff uh, we'll get, and then we'll go there, you know, I'll contact the people, and we'll set something up, and we'll go. And, um, you know, we'll sit down, we'll interview the families, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll videotape the interviews, and then, you know, then we'll go and we'll find all the, they'll show us the spots where most of the stuff happens. And uh, basically, it's just like that. And we'll set everything up, and then we move through, you know, all the handheld stuff and all that. And we'll set up our stationary cameras, you know. But uh, you know, well, just like that, pretty much. Now, do you do like vigils and stuff, or? Yeah, we'll do. Um, you know, where we try to contact, and we'll do that. And we'll sit still for quite a while, and just listen. Um, and uh, believe it or not, a lot of our best EVPs and a lot of our best evidence has come from us. Just having a quick, you know, a couple of quick conversations or talking or, you know, a lot of times if we joke about something for a minute, you know, that's when we've gotten a lot of our best evidence, you know. Isn't that funny, yeah. huh? Yeah, it is. It happens quite a bit. I happen to told us a million times at the Vernon. Um, we'll be joking around or something or just talking for a couple minutes, and then and that's when we get some of our best EVPs, you know, from that place. But uh, that happens a lot, actually. Yeah, it's because it seems like when you go and you start asking them questions directly, they don't want to answer, but... No, yeah, I think they get bored of it pretty quick. Yeah. You know, and then... Uh, I think they like the more normal interactions, you know. Yeah. I wonder, too. I mean, you're talking about when it's lighthearted and when you're joking and you kind of joke around. I mean, if you think about it, too, you're raising the energy vibration when you're doing that. Like, the energy waves, to me, are a lot lighter and easier maybe to come through for them to be able to manifest. Yeah. I think think sometimes they uh, don't like it and talk to like by by a machine, you know. It's like you're asking the same thing over and over again, you know. Right. They get bored with it after a while, and they're like, enough of the same questions, and they, they tend to, sometimes they get annoyed, and then they just don't want to deal with you after a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could, you could take the attitude of the ghost adventurers and just don't shut out of them. No. <laughs> no, I, I definitely don't agree with that. That's for sure. Running around yelling at them is definitely not the way I'd want to do it, you know? No. Especially, uh, especially demons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially 
Especially with the demons. We don't want to do that. No, no, you end up getting in a headlock or something, you know? That's yeah. the thing about, you know, shows like that where, you know, um, people don't realize that, you know, you can really get yourself in a lot of trouble by oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Because that stuff doesn't like being challenged. They don't like being talked to like that. You know, you don't go in and start demanding things from them and tell them what you're going to do. You know, this is my place now and stuff like that. It's you know, not a good approach to take, you know? Right. Even with the human spirits, that's offensive to the human spirits. So you don't want to go in and start talking to them like that. You know, that's they've been there for who knows how long, 150 years, and you go in and start talking to them like they're trash. I think that's rude and it's not right to do. Yeah. Yeah, you just so, need to be respectful. And remember, you know, you wouldn't do that um, in someone's home now, no. let alone go into a home that, you know, a spirit's living there. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of a weird approach to take. That's for sure. <laughs> Because well, then you stir things up, and then uh, then the family lives there, you know. Exactly. So it's not like they can oh, leave. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't think you'll be getting any sand mail by doing that. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. No, it's crazy. Now, on the other side of it, uh, you look at a show like uh, Paranormal State, which deals with demons a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, is their approach similar, uh, you know, well, not to the, the ghost adventurers, but do you, you think their approach is, is safe and sound? Uh, it's hard to say, really. Um, I don't I think know. Everybody seems like they have their own yeah. their own way of going about things, right? You know, and um, you know, we we always try and do we always try and go the safest way. You know, we don't exactly. want to bring anything home. We don't want to do anything that's going to endanger the family. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, but at the same time, you know, we obviously we're trying to get to the bottom of the story. So it's right. It's a balancing act, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, for us, I know personally. I mean, it takes. I feel like I need a lot of preparation before I go on something like that because I'm trying to get myself ready, you know, to deal with something like that, and uh, you know, and to not bring it home. And you know, when you're, you know, you're, you work all day, and then you go do that. You know, it's tough because you're up all night, and uh, you know, your guard goes down pretty quick. You yeah, know? that's what I was going to ask you about. It's got to, you know, if you're not prepared, then uh, you certainly could be taken advantage of by. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yes. especially on the darker cases, those things, uh, they'll, find, they'll try to find a weak spot as fast as possible, and they'll try to get it, you know. Right. They'll try to take you out. It's just, uh, you know, it's just not good. And I've now, seen, you know. You, you guys are both married, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do your wives go with you? No. No. Okay, no. so they're not into it at all, right? Um, well, my wife asks, likes to ask questions. She likes to hear the stories, but as far as ever... Uh, yeah, she doesn't really have any interest in investigating or anything like that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it's always it's different when you hear an EVP on a computer as to when you're there and you experience something, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, no, and I don't know if I, I'd ever feel comfortable, you know, allowing allowing that to happen because I'm, I'd be afraid, you know, of something happening, you know. Exactly. Right. Now, uh, on that being said, my wife and my son both come with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, uh, once again, I, I I believe in protection quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. carry a, a massive amount of protection. Maureen knows that, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but you have to. You know, and then, right. I don't know, you, you look at some people that, um, you know, I will tell you I have some friends that, you know, are into the metaphysical as well and, um, there are some that say, you know, it's just your own self-will and your own power, and you don't need to have this holy water. You don't need this. Those are just trinkets. And I look at them and, like, okay, first off, you know, like you guys mentioned, nobody has, a, you know, you're not having a perfect day every time you go out to investigate, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
may have had like, you know, you were up all night, you were late, whatever happens, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, can't, you're not canceling the investigation, you kind of right. go in there and dealing with it, right? Yep. So, you're, you're, maybe your energy level's not where it needs to be, your mood's probably not the best, um, so to me, any type it. of protection <laughs> that you use, right, is only, I always, Ron's going to say, yeah, here she goes again with her onion theory, but I think of it as like an onion, right, and all these layers of an onion, Yep. They, I'm giving them more layers that they have to try to remove before they get to me. Oh, exactly. Uh, oh, and, yeah. You know, because it's crazy, you know, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I want to speak to them, but I also want to be safe. Yeah. Right, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it, that's for sure. You know. Um, that is. More, more protection, the better, that's for sure, because uh, yeah. Yeah, you made the great point there that the harder it is for them to get to you, that's the better, you know. I mean, and then that's I mean, if I've talked to people who will tell you there is absolutely no negative energy, no demons uh, yeah. out there at all. <laughs> They're delusional. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They haven't experienced it then. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, you know, that's a good point because we interviewed this woman who was a psychic or a medium, and she said to me, oh, Maureen, I envy you, you know, that you've experienced all this stuff because I have never experienced anything negative. And I'm thinking, well, be careful what you wish for. Mm, yeah. Uh, because it's like those doors that open don't close so easily. Exactly. Uh, and so once you've experienced it, it's like, you know, there's no way you can turn around. And to me, it's only, it's only being realistic. You know, you have a heaven, you have an earth, it's balanced with everything. You know, good and evil, what's to say that, you know, you only have good? I mean, that's just being delusional. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because unfortunately, there is a darker side that does exist. That's pretty bad. And, uh, you know... A lot more demon cases are coming in now. A lot. It seems to be getting stronger for some strange reason. I think it has to do with a lot of these new groups and people be, being very dangerous with it, not really learning what they're doing and going in, and they're just making things ten times worse for everybody, I think, you know? Well, just, well, you uh, know, you do know that the uh, Catholic Church rewrote the Book of Exodus of 1999, yeah. and they actually increased the number of uh, exorcists, uh, you know, sanctioned exorcists, in the yeah. United States, uh, just recently. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, there. There is a definitely a, an increase in the amount. Yeah, they're bulking up, you know, that's for sure. Because uh, it just seems to be getting stronger, and uh, you know, a lot of the cases are all pretty much, you know, the hostile stuff. But you know. Um, now, let me ask you this. Now, I, I assume you do some cases that which you don't have any demons in. Or, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, we I do mean, uh, yeah. human spirit cases too. So is that kind of like a vacation for you? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell oh, you, Ron, that's so a happy. big relief for me. Yeah, definitely. We don't have to feel like we're going to get taken out any time. You know, I love that. You know, and people forget about the poor human spirits. They'll think a lot. You know, you know, it's just always everyone's out to get the dark stuff now. You know, it's just uh, I think the poor human spirits are are kicked off to the side, and yeah. people forget about them a lot now. It's just sad because. Some of the best thing, experiences I've ever had on cases have been human spear hauntings, you know. Some of really? the coolest. Oh, yeah. Like what? Would you want to give us an example? Oh, sure. Some of the coolest things, um, you know, interactions I've, I've had, uh, you know, was with this uh, spirit who we think was from the 1800s. Always wore like a derby hat. Um, this spirit would show up all the time on this investigation. Did this place a few times. He'd show up all the time. We'd interact with him. It was, it was great. You know, we'd always have evidence from him and, and uh, no, not hostile at all. It was just. Uh, yeah, everyone forgets about the poor human spirits. It's sad. No, really if you if you run into any children's spirits. Oh yeah, yep. Um, we had did a I did a case a long time ago down in Rhode Island, um, where this human is this old mansion and they had a little um, house that the uh, servants lived in, 
and uh, there was a human spirit of a little girl in there, and uh, we stayed in there for a bunch of overnighters. We hear her running around up in the attic. You hear her giggling. Um, yeah, we encounter human spirits quite a bit of, the, of children, and um, I always feel sad for them, you know? Right. My heart always breaks for those poor little things. Cause, uh, especially being a father myself, I always get sad. you got to deal with the little kid ones. Exactly. Now, do you believe that, uh, let's say, uh, demonic spirits can take the form of uh, child spirits? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, demonic, if you're going through a real bad tragedy or something, I think they'll appear to you as however they might, you know, whatever you want to see. You know, if it's like a dead loved one or a dead friend, I think they can take that form. And then that's how a lot of times people get in trouble because they think it's a dead loved one or a friend. And that's right. how they get in, you know. You know, they, they're good at that stuff. You know, one thing One thing I often think about is that when you say that to people, and we'll do it in classes, they'll, they'll ask us, they'll say, well, how do we know? If, I'm, if I get a quick image of a child or if I think it's a child, how do I know if it is? And I don't know how you guys can tell or how you, you make verification of it, but to me, I always try to tell people to listen to your heart, you know? Right. If, it feels, if your heart feels good and positive and you feel love and, you know, it's nothing painful, um, I assume, you know what I'm saying, that right. it's a lighter energy and more of a child. But if you're seeing this image of this child, but yet you're feeling this hatred and this pain in your chest, you might want to rethink it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, that, that actually, we were, like we were just reading the book, was that yesterday or today? Did that happen? Yesterday. And, and yesterday. that was one of the cases we dealt with. Uh, it was the homeowner believed there was a little girl, and uh, uh, we were almost positive it was something much, much darker. Right. Yeah, yeah it's amazing how much that actually happens, you know. We've had a couple cases that we've, you know, uh, dealt with that, you know, it would fool the people in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very good at that, and it's it's pretty bad and cause a lot of problems. Um, we did one uh, a couple summers ago um, in Massachusetts, actually, uh, where this woman thought it was her sister. Uh, it definitely wasn't her sister. It would take her, the form of this lady's sister, but... The yeah. things it was doing to her, a person that loved her wouldn't be doing, you know. She was really getting exactly. a toll taken on her, you know. Right. And uh, she's like, my sister's mad at me and, you know, all this, but it was really bad. It was, definitely wasn't her sister, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys, you guys investigate a lot of demonic cases. Now, what do you do? I mean, it's one thing to get evidence or try to find out yep. what's there, but... Uh, <laughs> Do you try to get rid of them, or do you put oh, yeah. them in, or, or what's the story? Yeah, we have a priest, actually, that works with us. Uh, he was actually in our group. He's an independent priest, yeah. and he'll come in, and uh, he's great. He's awesome. He'll come in, and he'll do exorcisms on, on the house of the people. He'll clear the houses, and he's really good at it. Um, he'll come through after we're done. We always investigate first. Let's put it this way. He better be good at it. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Be, if he stunk, it wouldn't be too fun for the family, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, he's he's the best I know of. Um, he'll come through and he'll clear the house after we investigate it. If we find that it needs to be, he'll come in and he'll do his part, you know. And uh, he's great at it. That's for sure. Now, time's running out, guys. But I got one, one quick question. Sure. Now, what if it's non-demonic spirit? Do you try to get rid of them out, the, out of the house? All depends on the family. If the family wants them gone... Um, We'll have our, the woman who are psychic, she'll come in and talk to them and see if they, she can get them to cross over. But if, sometimes the family's happy, just know they're not harmful, you know. And, uh, you know, it's all, it all depends on the family sometimes. Okay, we're going to have to say goodbye to you guys. We really want to thank you. We'll have to have you back on the show again. You guys were really, really great. All right, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, you so very much, guys. And once again, your website is... Thanks, talking to you. Same website. here. NBRSNE.com. All right, yep. thanks, guys. Right, thanks and, a lot, guys. You know what? I'll, I'll get it up as a link.